0: And don't forget to mention Forgotten Cinema when you sign up for Podco today. Right now. Go. Ladies and gentlemen, please notice that exits are conveniently located at the front and rear of this auditorium. When leaving the theater, we suggest that the exit at the front of the auditorium will allow you easier access to the parking areas. Thank you. Season
1: five begins!
0: Nice. The season of the audience is going to be a good one. Because oh, this is yeah. not a forgotten gem.
1: Today we are doing Mike Field's favorite movie. No,
0: that's incorrect. How do
1: you let some guy talk to you like that? That's, yeah, you never once did I smile. Never once did I laugh. While I watched this movie with my mouth agape, I could actually feel my soul leave my body. Hello, I'm Mike Butler. And I'm Mike Field. And you are listening to the Forgotten Cinema Podcast. As you may know already, each episode, we highlight a film that, for a variety of reasons, was forgotten by audiences, whether it be because a more popular movie was released at the same time or the movie simply didn't catch on with an audience in its initial run. But this season, we're not picking the movies. You, the audience, have selected our films. We're going to discuss what we love, like, or maybe not like about your movie. But we thank you for sharing your passion for the film. And as always, we recommend that everyone revisits the movie we're talking about this week. You never know you could discover your own forgotten gem. If you enjoy our podcast, please let everyone know by rating, reviewing, and subscribing on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening to this podcast.
0: In this episode of, in this season of audience choice, these are the episodes that try men's souls. (laughs) (laughs) So, like I've always said, I really enjoy that we're doing movies that we wouldn't have picked. But I gotta tell you, we would have never, ever picked this movie.
1: We kind of did pick this movie, though. We
0: I did think. because I wanted to pick something that was out uh, of our. World I had never, wheelhouse. I had never seen before. I heard about. I knew about. I didn't know whether it was good or bad, or people liked it or not. But um, but yeah, <laughs> this is going to be an interesting one, uh, because we do not like this movie. <laughs> <laughs> but we should say okay. So for we're doing we're doing a movie that was suggested to us by a I guess a fan of the show he uh is named Berker Fanar. if I've said your name incorrectly I apologize he's Lives in Iceland. He's a friend of uh, another friend of the show, Russ Lyman, who mm-hmm. is one of Mike's personal friends, and, and I'm friendly with Russ. I shouldn't say he's not my personal friend. He is. <laughs> hey, Russ. <Screw> Russ Lyman. <laughs> That's enough. For, um, <laughs> so uh, Burker is somebody who uh, follows us on Facebook, and he suggested this movie to us on Facebook. So we're like, yeah, sure, why not? And the movie was Uptown Girls. So Burker, I'm sorry if we offend you in any way when we talk about this movie. I mean, we. I, if you love this movie, that is great. Good for you. We we don't view you any differently. I I, I I sincerely say that, but we absolutely abhor this movie. And, and, and this is gonna be, this will probably be a fun episode. But first, we want you to tell us in your own words why you like this movie, and then we'll move on. So take it away.
1: Hey guys, Mike here from the future. Well, from your present. Well, maybe from your past, depending on when you're listening to this episode. Uh, either way, I'm from the mics you're listening to's future. So as you may or may not know, we record these episodes 10 weeks in advance. During that time for audience choice, we were trying to get people who chose these episodes to deliver their audio on why they chose the film and why they think it was forgotten. Unfortunately, Berker Fernar chose not to send in his audio, or maybe it just came too late for the edit. Either way, we don't have why he chose the film, which is really too bad because Field and I pontificate a lot on that this episode. So I thought it was important to let you guys know that we're going to bring it up. But we don't know. And that is really uh, frustrating because that is going to be one of the greatest mysteries of our time on this show is is why someone would choose Uptown Girls as Forgotten Cinema. Because, oh my God, it still resonates with me today. I still have nightmares about it. So listen through the episodes. We're going to mention the quote a couple times. Just remember, there is no quote. We're very sorry about that. Hopefully you like the episode. It is a funny one. Enjoy. All right. So normally we come back to this. These are uh, recorded before we get the recordings back to us. And we say, oh, those are some good points. Uh, I, I can't sit here and say <laughs> I agree with any of the points you made. Unless what I have just heard is I did this as a joke. I didn't think you'd actually do uh, this movie. That's, In that case, well done. That's ne- that's a next well level done. move right
0: there. <laughs> Absolutely. So <laughs> let's let's get into it. Let's get into some of the f- effects and then I'll get into, uh, you know what? Screw that. I'm going to do the synopsis first. Yeah. For Molly Gunn played by Brittany Murphy, has never worked a day in her life and has lived like a queen since her father, a famous rock and roll star, died and left her his fortune. Her father and mother, they they left that out. But everything changes when Molly realizes that her manager has stolen her money. She lands a job as a nanny for Ray, played by Dakota Fanning, a young girl whose serious attitude is the opposite of Molly's carefree one. With the help from her boyfriend, Neil, that's incorrect, Molly tries to bond with Ray and learn how to be an adult. That is an okay synopsis. It doesn't really kind of, yeah. The look you give me—they're adding like weird things to it. Yeah, I know. I know because I'll talk about the whole Neil (laughs) nonsense. So, Uptown (laughs) Girls uh, was released on Friday, August fifteenth, two thousand three, has a runtime of ninety-two minutes. Thank God. (laughs) PG-rated, PG PG thirteen. Production budget of twenty million dollars. Opening weekend, it did eleven million domestically 37 and then worldwide 44. It so. made twice its money back. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It doesn't matter. Production company <laughs> and distributor are the same. That is MGM, Metro Golden Mare. That's right. I said that right. Yeah. A good problem. Now it came out. So in 2003 on August 15th, that's obviously I said it was a Friday. It came up against Freddy vs. Jason. I
1: cool. like Freddy vs. Jason.
0: When he, when, that's when they're eating the hearts, right? Oh, yeah, it's got some cheeseball moments. Yeah. <laughs> Grind. Uh, open Range, which I love. Open the, Range is great. Yeah. That's is Robert that on our Duvall. list? It, if it's not, it, it should be. Yeah. Because I remember us talking about it. That's with Robert Duvall and Kevin Costner. One thing about, I like that about that movie, and if we ever do, I'm probably going to talk about it, is the last shootout at the end, there's no music. No, yeah. It's just what raw, you know, gun violence and whatever, all the action. I like it. And then in a limited release, American Splendor, uh, that is about the uh, famed cartoonist. And his, I'm blanking on his name, but it's played by Paul Giamatti.
1: I feel like I've seen that film. Yeah. Yeah, you, yeah. you have.
0: So that's Friday. The Wednesday after that, you had an unlimited release 13. That was the high school, no, middle school drama. Right, yeah. And then the Friday after that, so the 22nd, you had the Medallion, the Jackie Chan movie, which is not good. Mm -mm. My Boss's Daughter, which I can't. Oh, that's with Ashton Kutcher. Yeah, I can't remember who the girl is in that. It's, It's an okay date movie. It's the, it's an end of the summer movie. Oh, absolutely! School yeah. starting soon. We're not we're not we're too concerned about what what these movies. We'd make. rather just be on Comedy Central playing. over. <laughs> yeah. Marcy X, which is no, and then the Battle of Shaker Heights in a limited release, which that is the first movie that Project Greenlight released when they oh, had okay. their whole thing. That was the Ben Affleck, Matt Damon produced. It was kind of like American Idol for filmmakers, almost, right? I like, I like Project Greenlight. Yeah. yeah, the idea the idea of Project Greenlight is really good. But, um, the movies that not correct. The movies were not that. Some of them were not that. They're not, none of them were good. Um, but that's fine. Whatever. Uh, the week before this, the 8th of August, you had SWAT, which is actually, I don't mind it. It's not great, but I don't mind it. That's just the it's it's on TV. I don't usually, yeah. No, no, this is this is the movie with
1: Sam Jackson. No, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. 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 If it's on TV now, it's on FX a lot, right? Right.
0: And then you had the Wednesday before that, so the 6th. You had Freaky Friday, which is actually pretty good. The Lindsay Lohan, Jamie Lee Curtis mm-hmm. uh, remake. That's a, they only did one remake, right? They did a sequel. I thought to the first one. Am I thinking something different?
1: There's like a Freaky Friday. There's a something, series. There's yeah. There's a series that I saw on Disney mm-hmm. Plus. Yeah. Um, I didn't watch it. I I saw the screen cap. Is what I'm saying.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, agreed. So. Show. This movie is directed by Boaz Yakin. If I said that wrong, I'm sorry. He did remember the Titans, Fresh, Safe, and then he wrote. Actually, now you see me. Um, you like remember the Titans? Yeah. Do you not? I like it, but I don't like when they sing uh, at the funeral at the and they're singing na yeah. na na na. I, I I I don't like that. That that that's corny and it's really just inappropriate. It's
1: a <laughs> it's a it's a high school sports movie. I don't know what you want. I mean, uh, corn is what you're gonna
0: get. <laughs> Well, I mean, I mean, Hoosiers is a high school sports movie, and that's fantastic. You and your Hoosiers, Hoosiers is awesome. All about Hoosiers. Well, I want to talk about as many good movies as possible when we're doing this. That's morning. not what this podcast
1: is about <laughs> right now today.
0: Written by Julia Dahl, Mo uh, Grodnik, at uh, Grodnik? Uh, Grodnik, Excuse me, and Lisa Davidovitz. Uh, Miss Dahl has done a lot of TV from West Wing, Party Five, Just Shoot Me. Uh, Mo has done Ripe, which I've never heard of. And then Davidowitz, Lisa Davidowitz has done a reality TV show called Endurance. I believe it's a British show. And I've never I, heard I, of it. I, yeah. The story was by Alison Jacobs. She's also a producer. Uh, she doesn't have a lot, too many credits after this. A lot of short films. Composed by Joel McNeely. He has uh, composed movies for Air Force One, Radio Land Murders, and The Avengers. And Young Indiana Jones. And Young Indiana and Jones. And a lot of like,
1: I noticed a lot of Disney sequels, like directed dvd sequels. Like Return to to Jafar, Lion King 3, stuff like that.
0: Cinematography by Michael Ballas, who has been nominated for an Oscars for Broadcast News, Fabulous Baker Boys, and Gangs of New York. He's actually done a lot of Scorsese movies. I think these, a lot of the people, with the exception of the director, but probably a lot of the crew um, are New York based because this was obviously shot in New York. I was surprised they got Michael Bauhaus. Uh, after looking at all the uh this was i want to put a pool in my backyard so i better do this movie (laughs) (laughs) uh produced by as as i said Alison jacobs but also john panotti or panotti excuse me and then fisher stevens fisher stevens is obviously the actor but fisher stevens is a lot of producing he's produced swim fan prairie home companion midnight meat train and uh mr panotti has done crazy rich asians at hell or high water which is awesome and frozen which i'm sure you've all seen Edited by David Ray, who's on A Bronx Tale, Bonfire of the Vanities, and Scarface, to name a few. Like I said, I believe these are New York-based people. So Let's get into the cast. Brittany Murphy plays Molly. She is from Clueless, Just Married, Eight Mile, and Girl Interrupted. Dakota Fanning is Ray. Uh, she is young in this movie, obviously, because this was 17 years ago. She's been in, Since then, she's been in War of the Worlds. I Am Sam, The Runaways, and then she was also in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Marley Shelton as Ingrid. She is in Never Been Kissed, Planet Terror, and more recently Rampage. I can't remember what part so in Rampage. Surprised you didn't list uh, Pleasantville. Oh, you're right, and Pleasantville. I just go through. them. Listen, there's a lot of like. I just gotta get these. Notes well, I know out. you like Pleasantville. Something I do. Pleasantville is like that, awesome. Yeah, it's awesome. Donald Faison is Huey. He's from obviously TV show Scrubs. He's also in Clueless. and he's on the TV show The X's, which has a, actually a long run. Which I didn't think it had that long of a run. Jesse Spencer as Neil. When I saw this movie. When he first came on the screen, excuse me, I said, is that Alan M from Josie and the Pussycats? And then I was like, I really shouldn't know that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that's a good movie. Uh, he is also in the TV show House and more recently Chicago Fire, which I believe is getting canceled or it's ending production. Is it because they have eight of them? I believe so, <laughs> yes. Heather Locklear makes an appearance as Roma Schlein. Uh, She is the mother of Ray, and she is in the TV show Melrose Place. Obviously, T.J. Hooker and the movie The Perfect Man. And then I have Austin Pendleton here as Mr. McConkie, the old neighbor, the old man who's her neighbor who complains. You've probably seen him in Short Circuit, My Cousin Vinny, and the Muppet movie, the 1979 version. So, Butler, we know why Berker picked this movie for us. And I believe we know why we would never have picked this movie for us. And why don't you tell me? their biggest no as to why
1: as to why we wouldn't pick yeah. this film because it's bad because <laughs> the acting is bad. The story is nonsense. Mm-hmm. It's got no real. I, I can't sit here and tell you the directing is terrible, but it's, it's not great. It's nothing to write home about. The writing is, is I, atrocious. I
0: think the biggest problem is <laughs> the biggest problem is the script is that it's my note here is that I, cause I have, where's my note? Okay. I, I have here it's almost like they took the story and they have these check marks as to what this movie is gonna be about and what scenes they're gonna to wanna to do. Like they're gonna to wanna to have the ending where they play the song and the, the, the emotional connection. They're gonna to wanna to have that moment when she, you know, Neil tries to get her back and and she says no, like all this stuff. They they have these moments, but nothing is set up. Everything is rushed, nothing is set up. They think just having the scene there is good enough to further the story. And they kept as they say in today's times, shipping Molly and Neil as a couple, and it's yeah, like I don't they, ship them, man. I don't they ship were never them. a couple. They were never like he. They were never genuine with each other at any moment. And she was like, you know, hung up on him to the point when clearly he's sleeping with the mother, uh, Heather Locklear, and she's still like That's hung sad. up
1: on him. It it makes no sense. Their back and forth is pointless. She he calls her his muse, but he she's done nothing but try to ruin his life. And yeah. she wants to get wants nothing to do with him
0: after she sleeps with him. That was it was a booty call. Well, it was a challenging booty call. And and in the beginning of that, they're talking. He's like, I'm part of my sobriety. So he's a drunk, right? He was he was a drinker uh, recovering. Yeah, that's uh, what I got for it. Part of his sobriety was that he had wanted to spend a whole year doing things that would threaten that sobriety. And one of that was to get into an emotional relationship with somebody. I mean, she clearly does not care.
1: Well, that's like. That's one of the steps in Alcoholics Anonymous is not to have a relationship for uh, at least a year. If I remember, like there's a Sandra Bullock movie about alcoholism where she goes
0: in into- 28 days. Yeah. Later? 28 days. Is it 28 days? Which one's the zombie one? 28 days later? 28 days later. Oh, so it's 28 days. Yeah. Yep. yep. And the one of the speakers at the
1: rehab center she's in saying says, don't get a relationship for like two years. Yeah, after a year, you can get a fish. See so yeah, how that goes. After two years, get I a dog. I like, remember yep. yeah. Or oh, a plant. Remember, she goes like Pla- oh, a plant. Oh, that's right. Plant, plant. Yep. 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 So it's like, this seriously threatens him trying to help himself. And she, right. she doesn't care. She's not a good person. Pez. Yeah, Pez. Pez. Pez.
0: All right. Now, I'm going to say something that I told Butler when I was texting him. And I'm not trying to demean her her problems here, but she is super thin in this movie. And there was some rumors that she was, you know, doing cocaine. Mm -hmm. and i'm sorry but there are scenes in this movie where she looks high she looks like she has no she's not playing um she's not playing like aloof she just looks generally like out of it
1: there are scenes and while i was watching it, you can clearly tell yeah there are sober scenes Mm -hmm. and there are not sober scenes and the look even her look is completely different like the makeup can't hide the fact that she is Stoned. She does look very thin, yes. And and
0: whether she just lost too much weight and stuff like that, but there's if compare, some right. some
1: things where she's even thinner than other
0: scenes. Yeah, like yeah. her face is face is just gone and dead. So I went and looked, and I started reading about. I wanted to read like if this was around the same time, and it was. And there was when they were doing press for this movie, she had a part where she was, you know, she blew up at a reporter. Like he you was know, asking her questions, and she was just like, "Oh," and she was like, she was being very combative mm-hmm. defensive and they kind of like dismissed it like oh you know whatever that's but it's like c- come on and they always bring up every time you read into it they always go to dakota fanning's quote where she's like oh she was a pleasure to be around it's like you were eight you were right. eight or tender i mean I, I get that but your worldview at that point is different and i know you don't want to crap on somebody who's passed away because obviously if you don't know that she passed away in 2009 from pneumonia or complications with pneumonia um so i i don't want to you know I'm, i understand you don't want to kill the dead and i get that but when you're watching on screen and you're seeing a performance, you're just she's not there. It's just something's off. It, it was it was upsetting because I was just, I, I was
1: telling Elise well because we watched together because she didn't want me to watch this alone. We've seen it before. <laughs> she's like, this is gonna be bad. I, I'll watch it with you. I was saying during it as like I'm gonna have to bring it up that you know all these things about the about her. We're yeah. gonna have to bring it up, but it's yeah. like I don't like it, it's it's uncomfortable to talk about someone who of passed course. away like that early. But it's just it's hard to ignore when that affects the film.
0: Of course, that 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 what you're putting on screen is is what's going to live forever and you can't ignore it. Her character is already so out there. Her character is already so
1: carefree and strange and supposedly, quote unquote, kooky, even Mm. though she's not. Right. uh, That that extra bump of cocaine or whatever she was doing (laughs) that affects her performance really detaches you even further
0: than you already were. Like we, th- they are not likable. to no, Fanning, did. I will
1: say she does a fantastic she's the, job. She's
0: the only, I've, that's what I have here is that she's the best part of this movie. Absolutely. She's the only good part of this movie. But her character still sucks.
1: No, I mean, it's not <laughs> yet. I, uh, I'm no. talking about moments. Acting wise, she's yeah. amazing, but this is just coming off of Steven Spielberg presents Taken, mm-hmm. uh, which you have to say before, because then Taken came out with Liam Neeson like two years later. But, <laughs> I don't know if you ever saw that miniseries.
0: I saw parts of it. I never it's finished it. Amazing! You should really. Uh, I've been looking I for it. On stay Blue with Red. it. It's really that was sci-fi, really, right?
1: That was sci-fi. That was when they were putting out one really good miniseries a year. That's not on anywhere streaming. No, interesting. I haven't checked their app. Maybe on their app. I was going to check it while we're doing this. <laughs> it's really, really good. It's one of the best miniseries I've ever seen. Really? Uh, oh yeah. Uh, But she was fantastic in that. And she's coming right off of that. So clearly she's got chops even, you know, the whole
0: family's got chops.
1: Right. And it was tough because I have a lot of notes of like, she's really good, but she's also really annoying. She's not kooky. She's not fun. She's not funny. She's not charming. She's not adorable. She's a brat. She's a weird OCD uh, hypochondriac brat really and it's just like I can understand why the maids leave and stuff like that it's just I, I, I didn't it's tough to watch a movie where you're supposed to root for these characters and you can't find a character
0: to root for right it and, and to your point about her about Murphy's acting in the in the in the movie she's supposed to be aloof in the beginning obviously but that carries over and to where she's supposed to have a meaningful connection it's clear she's just not like she has no concept of what's going on right in, in terms of the scene. And it's it's really difficult to watch, but just kind of back to the writing. There's a there's a moment where Dakota Fanning gives her the middle finger, Ray, her character's name gives her the middle finger, and mm-hmm. she grabs and she's like, "No, you take that back, you take this." She gets all violent. Oh, yeah. Okay, so okay, so let me get this straight: language is okay, drugs are okay, drinking's okay, sex is okay, busting up a guy's sobriety is okay, but a kid gives you the middle finger, and that's where you draw the line. I mean, like that's like you never get the feeling that drugs were okay with her. Later on she's doing uh well, okay. When they're at these parties in New York City, what do you think's happening in those parties? I mean, let's be honest. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm just saying she that goes to an inconsistency
1: in the writing. Exactly that's right. that's a moment that's like, well, that should really connect to something else. We right. should be
0: explaining that beforehand or afterward, why that's not cool. Mm-hmm. There's an irrationality to this movie that is just rampant everything's irrational. there's nothing ever like Neil's never an option and they keep forcing it on us to the point where I'm supposed to be like oh at the end when he's like he dedicates that song to her the, the the father's song she says in the beginning
1: that she's not supposed to sing that song that song is for her and her father right how does why does that change at the end because he buys the because, because they he buy buys the guitar the, yeah which I knew he bought the guitar it was like he's either bought the guitar or Ray has bought the guitars either way it's it's stupid and you have him at the end and she learns her lesson i was like i was okay at that point when she he meets her outside of ray's house and he's like listen i, I need you back in my muse i can't write anything and she goes no i can't play this game i'm done i'm done and she walks away i'm like all right it was all stupid but at least she learned her lesson <laughs> at least we're not going to hook up with the guy at the end she learned her lesson she can be by herself she's got to be she needs some me time and then she goes into with them at the end, you get the feeling. Well, oh, you're right. I think
0: you get the it's idea that, be, he, yeah, it, that they're obviously, if that scene continues and they meet outside, oh, thanks, oh, no problem, they're gonna obviously, Absolutely. it's yeah. just, ugh. Ugh. It, it, it's all, but at this point, also, we don't know that he hasn't broken up with uh Ray's mother with well, Heather Locklear. Broken up, I don't think but they were really together. They were just, and why? And speaking of Roma, when we first see her at the party, why is her hair wet? Why is her hair so wet? Like uh, That's my note. I'm like, what's up with her oh, hair? It's all so wet.
1: cool and sexy, man. <laughs> Just wet it, man. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I don't want to talk about this movie anymore.
1: <laughs> Egyptian cotton, 900 thread And then, count. then that's the song. 900 thread count. Why is that the turn on? Uh,
0: I, I don't. I don't I, understand. I, 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 we're not sophisticated enough to understand how burnt orange egyptian cotton is supposed to be really cool listen i get that it's comfortable
1: all right it's it's it's, i'm sure it's real smooth but uh i got some egyptian cotton pillowcases they're nice (laughs) but like i'm i'm not gonna be like oh yes sleep with me yes this is what i want come on
0: this is one of those movies where i'm wondering if it just became a paycheck at some point where like I, i would at some point during the making of this movie, when you're two, three, four weeks in, do you turn your, turn to yourself or look in the mirror? Whoever you are, the director, the cinematographer, the even maybe the producer, but is you're just like just keep just finish it, just just finish this, just let's get let's get the money.
1: Well, you got you must have some facts. No one in the no one, none of the directors or anybody said you know. I can't stand this. I'm not making movies ever again. Cause a lot of these people don't do a lot of movies anymore. It's like, was this their quitting point? You weren't <laughs> able to find that out. Well, who, who are you talking about? The writers? Also, like, all right. So when we did mad men the week before last, uh, the last episode, Mad two episodes ago. Ma- nah, Mystery Men. No. I'd when love did- to do Mad Men. <laughs> when we did Mystery Men uh, two episodes ago, right. you told about how the director was like, I'm going back to my little oh yeah, because that, I the, can't co- yeah. How is this not there, the, the breaking
0: point for anybody? There weren't a lot of quotes for this movie because honestly, people probably didn't want to know anything about it. There probably wasn't a lot of hype for this movie. Um, there was a lot of hype for Mystery Men. So you had a lot of, because, and you had a lot of bigger stars in Mystery Men. So you had a lot of disappointment. I mean, well, this, but you also you also had bigger, you had huge stars in this movie. This movie right now, the biggest star is Brittany Murphy. At that time, sure, you could say Dakota Fanning is is probably big now, but not back oh, then. Oh yeah, and, not yeah. I mean, Heather Locklear, Heather Locklear is is a good actress. She's not terrible. I know people like to crap on her, but but she's had a long career, right? So her in this movie is probably a big get, and she's only in it. She probably did about. A week's worth of work, maybe, maybe less. Because mm-hmm. she's only in maybe four or five scenes. Right. To, and to my my point to that was, she, there's no reconciliation between her. There's no scene between her and her daughter where, because she clearly doesn't raise her daughter. She no. doesn't. She has and then no you idea. get that scene at the end?
1: W- when she's like where putting she's her dress on? Dress? Yeah,
0: th- yeah. It's like, oh, now you care about your daughter. That's not the scene we want. We want the scene where she actually tries to make an emotional connection with her daughter, who she just, as Brittany Merv, or as Molly tells her, you know, stop treating her like a twenty-eight-year-old, which is is a decent scene. But the whole—I've—I've I've had about eighty minutes of crap,
1: so I don't care about this decency. Also, oh, she tears up the check, and it's like you have no job. You really need that check, right?
0: And then you're getting paid as a nanny, uh, somebody who lives on the Upper West Side in New York as a nanny, and you're getting severance. That's a big check. That's a big check. Oh yeah, and
1: <sighs> you can't expect the mother-daughter scene when you don't get that between Molly and Ray. You, you spend the whole movie where they're together, they're not together, they're together, they're not together, they, they get along, they don't get along. You never mm-hmm. get that sense that they really ever bonded. You get that stupid half-hearted montage mm-hmm. where they're buying clothes, they're going to places, but they're not having fun, they're not smiling at each other, they're not enjoying each other's company. Mm-hmm. And you get that fight in the courtyard where all yeah. of a sudden she's standing up to her maid. And you're, are, are we supposed to believe that's the connecting point? Yeah,
0: Yeah. It, it, well, I think this movie starts off as it's Molly's movie. And then they get to a point where it's supposed to be Molly learning a lesson from Ray. But Dakota Fanning is really doing a good job as Ray, whereas it becomes both their movies. But then you don't have any stuff about Ray's family. You find out that the father's in the coma and clearly the mother is just doesn't care because she's just sleeping around. Right, oh yeah, She's probably in for the partying movie. and stuff like that. But whatever. But like that's stuff that maybe we should mine like we should know about we should know about their relationship we should know about the daughter a little bit more cuz it becomes it, if this probably would have been a stronger movie if it's more about the two of them Bec- it's a that's how that's how they hype it yeah yeah but that's not what's in the movie not at all yeah uh and Molly has a part where she tells Ray that she talks about how she was 8 years old when her parents died. so i'm going to do the math here she's 22 now she's she's 22 years old mm-hmm. um so her parents died when she was eight, which is 14 years ago. And that's so that's 1989. And she talks about how she went to Coney Island and because she wanted to ride the teacups. There was a whole thing about the teacups. Yeah. And then they have that cut where they just show this random cutscene of this girl walking to Coney Island wearing overalls or whatever. And she's and Molly references, you know, I wanted to go to like she like I was Huck Finn. I got my knapsack on and I was well, like Huck Finn. I go, stop. You don't know that reference. First of all, it's 1989. I doubt you read the book. You there's no way you would no, you have no idea about that reference of Huck Finn. So don't throw that in there. That's that's a writer putting in there that, that was their experience, not your character's experience, which is which is bad. Um, and they and but that that to that point, that's just that just gets me not enraged, but it just gets me annoyed at the whole script itself. Now I'm not saying that that was how it was written. Like that's what they handed in. Mm-hmm. I'm sure it was worked on and. you know changed and added i'm sure there was stuff done to it oh yeah so i'm not i'm not sitting here laying any blame but what i'm saying is the final product is not put together well and that's part of the script that's a part of putting that's part of the editing that's part of everything it's just this movie stinks i'm sorry (laughs) don't not be our fan anymore please we 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 love that you pick this we love that you if you like this if you pick this as a joke that's even better there's much respect there but i do not this movie is i will never watch this movie again Oh
1: my God, this place is beyond normal grotesque.
0: It's post-nuclear.
1: Her friend doesn't make any... er, I I don't understand her relationship (laughs) with her friends or her social circle. At no point after the beginning of the movie do you get that she has a lot of friends. At no point in the movie... Do you get the point that there's no point of any of this movie? Well, like, or that there was a reason for people to suck up to her. Mm-hmm. But at the beginning of the movie, you get these these flowers taking up the entire apartment building. I didn't these get it. Presents piled up high. It's like, but you, she has one friend who's the sending, entire movie. Yeah. Who is sending her this stuff?
0: Who I is sending her no underwear? Idea. Like well, all that stuff when she throws the the g string at
1: at the, the 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 doorman. Yeah, you get this idea that she's so obsessed over and so beloved, and then no one at the party talks to her. Mm-hmm. And you get the one guy who's a mu- musician who wants to talk to her, and she ignores him for Neil.
0: She just blows oh, him off right.
1: like a douche, like like come on, like the, yeah,
0: she, totally not likable. I guess the 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 character that uh, Donald Faison plays, well, Huey, he was supposed to be mean. He was supposed to be like not a nice guy, but then I guess it wouldn't be believable that he'd be friendly with her. So they kind of changed the character. I was gonna say, yeah, he's not a mean guy. Yeah, no, I know, I know, <laughs> yeah. but but and I didn't get his character. I didn't understand why is he there. He's just why? There's no reason for him. There's no reason to have him there. There's just there's no reason for a lot of this stuff, Mike. There's no reason for her friend. Her friend is awful. Like oh yeah. There they're no no one's like
1: Huey's kind of likable. He's because well, he's kind of a nice guy. But, but Donald Faison's a, a likable actor. He's yeah, yeah he's yeah, a yeah. 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 So it's like, but her friend isn't nice. Mm-hmm. Ingrid's yeah. not nice. She's basic, Mike. This
0: is what we call, now we call these people basic. They are basic. Yeah, they are. They're real basic. We're, coo- we're doing cookies. Like, you're going to trust you putting those cookies in the oven. It's like, how hard is it to put it to 350 for, I mean, you're there. Exactly. While
1: not checking. It's so dumb when they set on fire. But also, <laughs> I don't understand why, why they're even friends to begin with. Nah, Clearly, Ingrid already has money. Mm-hmm. Clearly, Molly is not like your friends at all, and your friends don't like her. Mm-hmm. I don't. Their friendship makes no sense because clearly they can't actually stand each other.
0: Nothing makes sense. And
1: all Ingrid does is take care of her for no reason. And how do you live in an apartment with no electricity and no heat? Like you don't uh, read your final uh, notice. How do you not you're know? Evicted. Yeah. Like you're getting kicked out before your electricity gets shut yeah. off.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> this movie stinks, Butler. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I mean, like I feel like. We're letting down the fans of Forgotten Cinema. But this, is not, but this isn't what this we is this, this is audience choice. This is audience choice. Again, please don't feel, feel free to pick bad movies. We'll, we'll watch them. But.
1: Okay. So did you notice. <laughs> oh, man. When. This is like painful. <laughs> when they're at the tag sale and Molly for some reason. Why do you even have Molly at the tag sale? Just send her away. Yeah. Send her and Ray to go get something so you can sell off all our crap. Mm-hmm. Beside that point. When they're selling the golf club that was given her by Tiger Woods.
0: Oh, after he won the Masters or whatever.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And the guy goes twenty bucks, and she's like sale. He he hands her a fifty dollar bill. That is clearly a fifty dollar <laughs> bill, not a twenty. And they're like twenty dollars deal. And he hands her the quote unquote twenty. Why is it a fifty? Why are you even showing me the bill? Come on.
0: I want did I wonder if did you ever see her say twenty? Because I'm not gonna go back and watch. Yes. Okay, so you actually see the word she? I she actually says twenty. Okay. I don't know. I don't know. That's uh, so. How about this? How, how about this? I don't care who does it. <laughs> but for five minutes. Okay. Let's one of us has to talk about how awesome this movie is for five minutes. (laughs) Like you have to (laughs) just this the challenge. Yeah. This is, this is, this is the new forgotten cinema challenge. one of us has to sit here and talk about and, and plead with the other and beg the other to understand how awesome this movie is. Now, who do Uh, I I don't know. I'll, I'll do it because
1: I think you're a bigger hater on things than me and you're a harsher. critic. Oh,
0: knock it off. Oh, come on. You are. I'll, I'll, I like good stuff. I'll, I'll this is it. not good stuff. I'll defend it. Okay. Listen,
1: man, it is. It is. You're just not the right audience for it, man. <laughs> you're just not the right audience for this movie. Why? Because uh, it's meant for young girls and stuff to, to learn, to, you know, growing well, that, up is okay. Sense. But also being a child inside is okay. That, that you you can be- blend both worlds together. And that it's all about being free spirited, but, you know, having responsibility. And come on, you don't like Moo? The pig? You're not a fan of me? I'm, I'm not going to. I'm not anti-pig. I'm a, but that pig gets small, gets big, and goes back to small at, at one point. Maybe it's about how he gets fed. Maybe he's <laughs> just getting fed different, man. Uh, Huey's a good guy. was fun. He's got some fun he lines. Says he's a supporting character. He's all right. And you're going to tell me that Egyptian cotton song isn't at least, it's, even if not good, it's a little catchy? How about the fact that
0: That the director of the movie puts himself as the director of the music video.
1: Don't do that. That music video looks terrible. That music video is so 80s, dude. It's fine. It's It's not 80s. It's 2003. Listen, it's it's a fun movie. You didn't think it was funny when she jumped off that bridge to the New York water and like she didn't land all the way in? No, because I thought
0: that was just a cry for attention that she's going to just up and kill herself. The hot dog scene where she's eating the hot dog and then she's like, "Oh, she's alive! She's got to eat the hot dog." How obnoxious do you have to be? I I I just imagine that if I'm in there eating a hot dog and these people do that, I would just turn and be like, "Why don't you just shut up? No one cares about you. You You're not the center of the world." Good, Butler. Keep defending it. Keep defending it.
1: When they're having tea in the little room,
0: and uh, when she's doing when she makes her the dress, that wasn't adorable. I'm sorry. Let's, let's, Let's talk about the tea. Now, let alone you thought it was—you thought it was good enough to had to hit the note of a joke that the croissants were plastic. You hit it twice for some reason. Why? Yeah. Because it was funny, Mike. It was funny. Was it? You laughed out loud. I. I... <laughs> you can't even do it.
1: Am I at five minutes?
0: Yeah, five minutes is up. <laughs> Thank God. Oh my God. I, I will say I I do like the big... <laughs> No, uh, you but know what? Let's the pick. does make uh, sense how about for the sake of just kind of being positive. Okay, let's be positive. I did like the pig. The pig is very cute. I don't mind Donald Faison in this movie. I don't. Dakota Fanning is very good in this movie. The ending is cute, like when they're doing the dance, and it's nice. But if that was just it, like th- the fact that all the lead up to that yep. is not good. But I won't. Let's forget that. ending is very nice. It's very very cute. Very funny. Very very touching i do
1: like it that in the end she's not her maid anymore like that's not what it's about mm. yeah i mean i don't want to get on the negative train i'm trying to be that's like more like a mentee mentor kind of relationship which is nice i don't i, I and she follows her
0: they never, clothing they, ne- they never
1: set up any of that they don't set up the clothing thing enough
0: oh i love that yeah I'm back to stop being nice. So it's <laughs> very convenient that oh she's gonna get a job making clothes for rockers. Oh that's great. Oh, oh she getting intense. paid for four so, Mark years. McGrath and David Navarro. Oh my god! What do you know Fisher Stevens personally? Is that why you're in the movie?
1: Mm. Give me a break. The f- when they're in that when they're in the scene Navarro and McGrath, the guy who's like hey uh, that's Fisher
0: Stevens. Uh, okay, that's him. Okay, you know, don't remember him from from like Short Circuit. He's playing a very, very troubling uh, Indian character, but yeah, you know, he's in Short Circuit. That's okay. That's yeah, the same guy. Yeah, that's okay. the guy pretending he's Indian or yeah. Pakistani. Okay. Yeah. yeah. No, uh, I love Short Circuit, but like, yeah, I won't. I can't defend that, but yeah. No, but uh, but yeah. I love Short Circuit. No, I do too. <laughs> you might want to watch it again. <laughs> I watched it not that long ago. I still like Short Circuit. Okay. Racist. <laughs> Listen, why don't you act your age, not your shoe size? An actual line from the movie. That's something I said when I was a kid, and that's fine. It's something kids say, but in this movie, no. I'm not saying I said this all the time, but i always heard that when I was a kid. Uh, I know that's that's about that exasperated gasp right there is how I felt. I probably did that halfway th- all the way through the movie.
1: Uh, <laughs> the other line I hate, and I hate this. This is not Uptown Girls' fault. This is pop culture's fault in general. And this is mostly I see this in in things that aren't so New York, and it's a bunch of like LA people trying to write about New York. Mm-hmm. And she goes shopping at midnight. She's like, "It's the city that never sleeps." Yeah, Do New York City fucking sleeps. <laughs> Have you visited the city? You go there past twelve o'clock, bars close. There are very few bars that are open. I know they they can be open till four a.m. You good luck trying to find something open till two that's not in a hotel. Yeah, no. it, it goes to sleep. It goes to sleep hard.
0: <laughs> goes to sleep hard we new live in york goes to sleep we, hard we live
1: in southern connecticut and stuff's open later here than it is in new york yeah, city new york, when you go down new
0: york's not uh, i the, hate late at night is not like something to like you know oh my god it's so like but, if you go down to the financial district uh even after seven or eight nothing's going on down yeah, there nothing the bars are closed yeah. they close down the second level of their yeah. restaurants. stop acting like close. everything happens at night nothing no
1: and, new york city closes when yeah. people go home yeah people sleep they you sleep could be like no you gotta go to the local scene maybe in Brooklyn in like a really small area in Brooklyn and mm-hmm. that's about it stop telling people it doesn't sleep mm-hmm. yes the lights in the skyline are still lit up so that planes don't you know go hey what's that mm-hmm. but it's about it <laughs> yeah it's a nice looking city at night and that's about it no yeah. oh, i hate that
0: yeah it's it's a misnomer i don't know why that bothers me so much but because it, it it's me every it's, time i hear it's that it's people that are writing about something they don't know yeah that's just but to to that point i will say that I do appreciate movies that are set in a in New York because I know New York. A lot oh, of times, so you have movies I, yeah. that are set in LA that you have no idea about that culture, and it's for people that live out there, that kind of thing, you know. Mm-hmm. But I also enjoy having movies that are set somewhere I don't know, so I can learn about it. Well, albeit maybe it's not genuine, but you know, you know what I'm saying.
1: You saying Uptown Girls is not a genuine look at? Uh, I'm saying that sort of this
0: will be the last time I ever talk about Uptown Girls. Uh-
1: can, now that I'm done being nice about it, I want to go back Where's to the scene. We, well, hold on. We were being nice. Well, I was trying to uh, my uh, pretend uh. five minute defending. Well, that
0: was that was 10 minutes ago.
1: <laughs> I want to go back to the Central Park
0: scene. Okay. Which, which one is? Where she
1: decides to kill herself. Like, yeah. that's a good lesson. And how, de- like, that's how depressed she is. She's like, well, what is that? Mm. What is that there? Who's the audience for this film?
0: That scene is there so that Ray can take care of her. And that's when she's got the ice pack on the head. You know, the 1960s the style of, hey, put this ice pack on your head and the thermometer in your mouth. Like, does, do you not know how to take care of somebody?
1: It's sisters together. It's a couple together. Yeah. It's one random girl. It's this. It's that. Oh, God, people are together.
0: Yeah.
1: And then she jumps in what's clearly a three foot drop to begin with. She's not smart, man. Oh, my God. And then that lady going, it's dirty water. It's dirty water. <sighs> it's dirty. Is that supposed to be funny? Because <sighs> that's annoying. Like, I want to tell that lady to shut the hell up. We get it. <laughs> <laughs> but you got it when she pulled out the shoes. You didn't even need dialogue there.
0: This movie's Ugh. nuts. This movie's nuts. Ber- Berker again. Thank you for suggesting it. And if you love it, that's fantastic. This is not how New York is. I don't know if you've ever been to New York, but this is not what it's like. <laughs> it's uh, if you didn't like, again, I hope you really did suggest this as a joke because, you know, jokes on us. That's fantastic. Uh, and there's a song that
1: they freestyle to when they're in ballet class. Uh, it's yeah, like some yeah. slow song that was written 40 years ago. <sighs> why are these kids dancing to classic rock? Play something the girls are going to like to dance to like NSYNC or Backstreet Boys or Britney Spears, something more modern. Like, I, I get that maybe you couldn't get the rights to it, but make something up then.
0: <laughs> maybe I mean, they're dancing to Egyptian why cotton. Should be able to get the, <laughs> they should be able to get the rights to it. Why oh, wouldn't they? Oh, man. That...
1: <laughs> my, uh, my note when she's actually going through Central Park is uh, <laughs> that I wrote down is, Urgh, life, am I right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man yeah and when she gets out of her bad apartment like oh it's a crappy apartment first of all new york city that's a, that's a decent apartment second uh there's a lot of hookers out there oh
0: yeah yeah that's, that's a
1: lot of hookers where out is there. she yeah
0: wh- that's her new apartment that's the her, new one her new apartment yeah, yeah and the bad part of town, is that supposed that, that's probably what they're well number one to that point So that's supposed to signify that that's a bad part of town. First of all, if you're a prostitute, that's probably bad business to all have 25 25 prostitutes in one block. Don't you want to expand out and just kind of like, you know, make sure that you have more access? Exactly.
1: And also, so the cops don't go, oh, hey, look, it's all the prostitutes in New York City. And the pimp. Hey, they're all hanging out together. Let's (laughs) get a prostitute convention. Get in my van. (laughs) 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 Let's go downtown. (laughs) And all of a sudden, she's dizzy because Ray ran away, and she's got to throw up in that garbage can. Oh, and let's talk about throwing up because when they go to uh, the teacups, the teacups, and right. she's throwing up. Yeah, she's throwing up to the side of the garbage can. Yeah, not in the garbage can. Yeah. Don't you want to throw up in the garbage can?
0: She couldn't reach because she's not big enough. Probably that's probably they probably had the can there, and they were probably like, "Okay, go in the can. She can't reach. All right, just do it on the side of the can. We'll just just let's go. Let's roll this camera rolling." Ah, uh, no, I hear you. I, it's yeah. No, no. And you I, don't know
1: that Coney Island's not open when it's abandoned before you even get to that Nathans, which, by the way, the <sighs> Nathans that they go into is not the Nathans that they have on the outside. And then they put the Coney Island Nathans uh, white printed paper on the sides <laughs> of the Nathans like they couldn't get into that. Nathan's. And then they
0: have and because it's they probably had to they probably did it really early in the morning. So all those people in there probably, you know, extras that they could only get. So there's like four of them. And you know when she does, like she did it, she ate the hot dog. to
1: turn around extras. All right, thanks. All right, y'all get free Nathan's.
0: <laughs> Probably you're gonna get paid with fries. <laughs> I mean, I'd be okay. Nathan's fries are delicious. They're okay. They're a little. They're a little too too what? big for me. They're too big for me. I used to like them, but I, I I like fries that I can put in the ketchup, eat. I don't have to like chew more than I don't know. I don't. They break apart half the time. Maybe give me that look. Yeah, fries I like. I like. I like. To like I like like McDonald's fries. So McDonald's fries are amazing.
1: Burger King fries are terrible. Burger King are the worst fries.
0: Like the double fry concept, like that's supposed to be some big thing? They suck.
1: That's why Burger King has gone through like eight iterations of their French fry. Really? Oh, yeah. Do you like Wendy's fries? Now I do. I used to be... They were okay Mm -hmm. back in the day, Mm -hmm. but now that they got the sea salt fries, I think they're actually not bad at all.
0: I gotta tell you, salt and fries is... As a lost start, a lot of people don't do it because it's you know it's bad for you. But like that's the way to have fries with salt. Oh on yeah, it. absolutely. I mean, I wouldn't mind pepper, pepper too. Yeah,
1: a little bit of pepper, little. Bit. I think Wendy's has yeah. a little pepper. So it? let's
0: rank because I don't want to talk about. <laughs> I don't want to talk about this movie anymore. So let's rank fast food fries. So you're saying that McDonald's is number one. McDonald's is number one because yeah. they're just like,
1: you go there for the fries. Yeah, true. Uh, well, I don't go there for
0: anything else. I'm a vegetarian.
1: <laughs> Five Guys is is really good. I don't know they're like i don't know if they're really fast
0: food. Their though. fries are greasy though.
1: Well, the, they got the peanut oil. So they are greasy but they don't feel
0: like i don't know, I, don't I feel always, gross I, after eating I them. I see I do. I always oh, really? I feel kind of gross after eating them.
1: See, I can I don't feel gross after eating those. Uh Wendy's fries are probably third right now. Yeah. Burger King fries are still last. The Burger King fries will never be first. Uh I don't like Popeyes. I prefer KFC, but Popeyes' friend uh their Cajun fries are not bad.
0: I like the salt and pepper fries we get at uh buffalo wild wings sometimes oh those are not bad those are good i actually like salt vinegar ones too The salt and vinegar rub on them is really good uh the curly fries at arby's
1: are fantastic
0: i've not had those i don't i stay away from fast food unless we have to go somewhere to eat and then i usually will get like french fries from mcdonald's i know they do vegetable oil now um but yeah so i don't want to talk about this movie anymore (laughs) Uh, so we're gonna move on i don't care if this episode's 20 minutes uh (laughs) Uh, you, we've actually been able to stretch this into
1: the 40s. So nice. We
0: can, it's because of the French rock. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks again for the suggestion. Uh, like I, I know we're crapping on the movie, and I'm sorry if you really liked it. And if anyone out there liked it, we we can be wrong. That's fine. You keep your opinion. You can love it, and that's fine too. We maybe we missed the point. I'll tell you what's nice about this movie, Mike. It's what? ninety-two minutes. Oh, absolutely! That's the best part about it. <laughs> next week's movie is eighty-nine minutes. I'm looking at it right now. All right. We are doing Butler's mommy's pick next week. This is your mother's pick. Oh yeah, that's that right. We're doing Silent Running next week. It's actually rated G. It's a drama sci-fi movie from 1972 starring Bruce Dern. So we're doing a little old, going a little old lead next week. They're just cool because I don't know if I've ever really seen a movie with young Bruce Dern in it,
1: hmm. like pre-nineties Bruce Dern that I can remember. would
0: you see Digstown. That was uh, 90s. I've never seen Diggs. Diggs sounds really good.
1: I've heard Diggs sound good, but
0: Dick. he's 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 older than that. Yeah, this is probably
1: this is probably the youngest I'll be seeing Bruce <laughs> Stern, which is interesting because I think he's a really good actor. So,
0: well, I mean, 72 a set movie from 1972 is essentially late 60s. So, yeah, no, yeah, and this is it'll it'll be good. It'll be good to watch something a little, with a little bit more depth to it. So, the Question uh, is, can we find it? It's on Prime Video. I'm looking at it right now. Nice. Yeah, you, you might have to rent it though.
1: At least it's it's available. My my yeah. fear was that it wasn't available
0: oh no i think the only one that we we looked at all these before we started I, there was one movie that we thought we might have trouble with but i can't remember what it was i'll have to go through it again I don't but, remember. okay but yeah so yeah, join us next week for silent running uh mike why don't you or i mean just let everyone know where they can find us <laughs> this movie this episode's really bummed me out
1: <laughs> so if you want to listen to us talk about other movies that we did enjoy, or at least one of us enjoyed. <laughs> you can hear Forgotten Cinema every Wednesday. You can see us on ForgottenCinemaPodcast.com. We have all our older episodes and newer episodes posted up on there, as well as a link to our merch store. We are also available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, wherever podcasts can be found. You can also see us on the social medias at Forgotten Cinema Pod. We're on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. We put out awesome commercials, and we'll remind you guys whenever we have an episode, because that's our that's job. That's what we do. <laughs> Please make sure you rate, review, like, and subscribe to our podcast. Even though you know maybe this episode bummed you out. No, please, don't. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry.
0: I don't mean. I don't. I I sincerely am. I am being sincere when I when I thank Burker for suggesting this to us because it's it's fine. We we may not like everything. That's the whole point of audience choice. We're doing movies that you like. That we are, you know, that that we're giving our opinion on, but they're just opinions. Do not be afraid to, to suggest bad movies that you like that you think we might not like. That's fine. God, I don't. I, I hope I don't hate the next
1: week's movie because that's gonna be that's gonna be a long no, conversation no, I, with I, my mom.
0: mom. <laughs> <laughs> I'll crap on it for her. Thanks, How about that. All right. All right, so next week, uh, join us next week. We'll do Silent Running. Um, everyone have a good time. Have a good week. I don't know why I said have a good time. Everyone <laughs> have a good week. <laughs> I'm Mike Fields. I'm Mike Butler, and this has been Forgotten Cinema why are you laughing
1: it's there's nothing to laugh about this, this episode just, was terrible <laughs> I'm throwing this away Berker you still like two player bros right <laughs> I'll do any game you want for two player bros <laughs>